okay, I guess my my next like <laughs> season or so uh, conglomeration of episodes of this of this thing uh, is apparently just about the different types of of very specific genres of of films, etc. That I enjoy um, because I I was rec- I just finished watching this film called Badaido and I realized that it is exactly like. 90% of the other things that I that I really enjoy, um, which is this unconventional family narrative. Um, and now I'm like, I don't have to explain why I am very pro unconventional relationships, unconventional families, found families, etc, etc. Um, it's a very queer trait. It's just also a very tra- a trait that is just found in everybody that I know. Um, and so I think that like, uh, I'm the kind of person who like, I kind of wish that I had seen a lot of rom-coms as a kid or like as a teenager, just because I feel like they were the kind, they were the kind of things that I, like, I, I don't know, I, I enjoy tropey things occasionally. I really like um, ridiculous comedies that all like follow the same things. I, I think it's fun to play into that kind of stuff. And I think it's, it's fun to, um, I don't know, like, as long as it's not taken in a, in a serious way, I, I, it's, it's, it's a good time. Um, but I feel like, and I feel like I've been meaning to like watch some of those, those classic ones. Um, and I just haven't because they're all like almost, they're, they're usually overwhelmingly straight and not just in the sense of like the main characters are straight, but they've just got this vibe that's so very straight. That's like not what I want to seek out of the media that I'm consuming now. Um, anyway, all all that aside, I, what I've realized is that there are so many movies out there that, that for which that isn't the case. Um, and a lot of them are just being made now. Um, so like, for example, I think the, the oldest of the three movies that I'm going to talk about, um, was made in 2016. So it's not like this is, um, stuff that was coming out, you know, in the, the early aughts and the 2010s and whatever. I mean, I guess 2016, whatever. Um, but yes. So what I'm saying is, I'm I'm gladly surprised that there exists a sort of genre of like vaguely rom com or family com um, in in media now. And I'm I'm hoping to see more and more of that of these unconventional families um, and even the like, even the queer romances that aren't like very strict like we're going to settle down with a partner and go raise 2.5 children together um it's it's so very good okay so the three movies that i'm going to talk about are one that i watched ages ago i want to say like fall of last year or something like that that's called uh c'est quoi cette famille um it's a French film. Um, duh. I, I was gonna say, weirdly enough, all of these films are foreign language films. Um, not sure if that's a, an important connection between the three of them, but that is the truth. Um, and the premise of this one is that there's this family, and I I had tried to record an episode about this a long time ago, um, and I tried to record it in French so that I could practice my French, and then I got so frustrated with the fact that I am now shit at French 
that I gave up um, halfway through. Um, and I tried to explain the whole family tree in that, and it just does not work. But basically, it's like there's, I think there's eight or nine different adults um, who have all have some like weird, like their, their, their family tree. It's not incestuous. It's just like very like crossover of like this person's sister married this person's brother married this person's brother who divorced this person's this and like these two got remarried and these two pe these two kids are half siblings and these two kids are like cousins but also um like two cousins like cousins on one side but also on the other side like it's very it's very confusing um but there's like eight or seven or eight kids seven or eight adults basically and the kids are often being shuffled amongst the different houses um and uh, because almost all of these these family members are divorced, um, all of, like all of the kids, the parents, they're they're divorced basically, um, and so the kids get frustrated. And I don't remember the the main kid's name because it's been a while since I've seen this. Um, I want to say it's something very stereotypically French, or it's or it's Lucas, one of the above. Um, seven children from divorced parents. Blah blah blah. Um, Bastian. Um, so Bastian is like the sort of mastermind behind this plan that they come come to do. Um, so the seven kids, <clears throat> they take up residence in this house that was left to, I think, one of the, the, the like sort of outer line, like the kid who only has like a vague connection to, to some of them. Um, so his like grandmother recently passed away or something like that and has left the house to his father and him. Um, and so the kids basically do this thing where they like, they tell this, this family that they're at this place and they tell that family that they're at this place. And then, um, all of them go to this house and they all live together. Um, and it's like, if I remember correctly, their ages range from like four or five, like kindergarten to like 17, 16, 16 to 18, something around that. Um, and so it's this group of kids who are like, we're gonna all live on our own, and it's a fucking mess. Um, and yet, there's so much of it that like works really well. Um, it's really, it's really funny. It's really, really cute. You see like these kids who are um, like helping each other. Like the older ones are helping like the younger ones in a bubble bath, and like they put too much bubbles in it, and they kind of have fun with it. But then they all clean it up together, um, and they argue and stuff like that. And then they realize like, wait, we have to like you know, be, be good because we have to prove to our parents that this is something that we want to do. Um, so their plan basically is that they kind of, they kidnap themselves and bring them to this house and prove that like they can all live together. And they propose, um, instead of a rotation of kids, there's a rotation of adults. So every, um, every like week or whatever, every day, like they've got two adults who stay in the house, um, and they rotate them out. Um, and they come up with this whole, um, like they come up with this whole like a uh, uh, schedule where they avoid putting the people together who like don't get along um and the parents of course are all like what the fuck is this no we can't we can't just do this like this isn't a thing that we can do um but then like throughout the movie they kind of like gradually see uh, well i mean this is sort of this is a spoiler but like um the parents agree to this with the knowledge that the guy who owns the house is going to be selling it soon and when that happens this will end and they'll all go back to their normal way of living um so they're kind of like you know letting their kids do this for a little bit because they know it's it's not permanent um 
and then throughout the time they realize that they this is something that they really genuinely enjoy that it's nice to have some time to themselves but it's nice to have a, a giant family to come home to and it like slowly turns into this thing where like you know even if they're not all physically staying at the house even if it's not air quotes their weekly rotation um like they're all having family dinners together and they're getting along more than usual and like even the people who have been divorced before are are getting along and it's just such a it's such a fun movie i have recommended it to like everybody that i know at some point um it's so very like like fun and so very heartwarming i I don't know why i just said heartwarming heartwarming can't warm what what accent is this um anyway so it's so that's that that was the one that i watched a while ago that i absolutely loved and i was like oh i i just need more of this genre of film of like unconventional parenting of unconventional family dynamics it's like such a it's such a good vibe um and then uh yesterday i think it was i want to say yesterday and like the, the day before um i watched this trio of films that are Sul Più Bello, Ancora Più Bello, and Sempre Più Bello that are like this um, this trilogy, I think it was like 2020, 2021, 2022, or 2019, 2021, 2022, like basically one of them is like very, very new. Um, but so it's about this um, trio of Italian friends. It's it's ma- mainly about like one of them, but it's this trio of Italian friends who have lived together um for like who've known each other all their lives and who like live together and it's kind of like their whole like romantic dramas basically. Um and so it follows um Jesus, I don't remember her name. I'm going to have to look this up too. I I'm so bad at remembering characters' names if they they don't get said a couple of times. Marta. Um Yes, so um, it like follows this girl, Marta, who is like 19 in the first movie, and I think like she's about 21 in the in the last one. Um, and she is uh, she has cystic fibrosis and uh, she sees herself as not somebody who's beautiful, which is debatable considering she's a movie star and very pretty. Um, but like you know, she's it, it. She's portrayed as like this sort of like ugly duckling character, um, and so it's kind of all her like romantic exploits. Um, and then she's got her gay best friend and her lesbian best friend, who are in the background doing their shenanigans. Um, it, it's really funny. The first movie is the two of them, um, the, the two friends, deciding that they want to have a baby, and so trying to have a baby together. Um, and it's kind of, it's like such a ridiculous, like plot line in the background. Um, it's the kind of thing where like, I can feel like people might get irritated at that a little bit of like these, uh, queer characters get relegated to the background and also fuck each other. Um, but also I find it really funny and I think it's like kind of (laughs) vaguely on point of like these two characters who are like, well, we want, we both want a child we we are not sexually attracted to each other at all but let's somehow figure this out um and so then the second and the third movies are like <clears throat> i don't know why i'm losing my voice jesus um our expansions on this uh marta gets a different boyfriend and there's problems there and there's problems with her health and there's problems with um her grandmother 
Um, there's like workplace drama with her her friend Frederica. There's um, romance drama with her friend Jacopo. Um, there's uh, you know it's just it's just kind of ridiculous. Um, but the three of them all live together in this big house that Marta's parents left her, um, and you know it's kind of like built into into the fabric of this movie. Um, I will say that the third movie involves her moving out, which I think I like less and kind of veers away from this. Um, but uh, like especially in the first two, it's built into the fabric of this this movie that uh, the three of them are together and that they're like a family unit and like they they talk about this multiple times that like you know we're a, we're a family like you know um family by choice instead of by blood and that's like more important and stuff like that um we have this whole thing about like how Jacopo and Frederica are like definitely going to have a child together at some point they decide spoiler alert but they decide at the end of the first movie that like maybe they should wait a little bit but they are like genuinely like we're going to have a baby together at some point and it'll be like a great a great thing and you'll be the parent and I'll be the parent and like whoever our partners are will also be the parents and it'll be great um and it's amazing when in the third movie they end up having to look after a baby for a little bit due to some hijinks um and it's like the three of them all co-parenting this child for a very brief period of time and it's very good um so yeah so there's that one and the movie that I just watched and just finished is called but I do which is um a movie about this indian couple who is comprised of a gay policeman and a lesbian um uh, sports pe gym teacher that's the word i'm like what the fuck is the name um and uh who get married in order to like stop their their parents basically from from uh telling them you, you need to get married, you need to go find a, a husband and a wife. And so this this movie, I, I really genuinely liked. It's got all of those classic like rom-com hijinks of like them telling everybody that the, the woman's partner is, you know, this person's cousin and that person's cousin. And, you know, they've got all of these lies to keep track of and blah, 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 blah. Um, we've got the classic, like, you know, this person, like, go hide in the bush, go hide over there, go hide in there, because, like, you can't see this person, and blah, 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 um, and it's really fun, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's also just, like, a very, a very nice exploration of, like, this kind of relationship between these two people who really don't know a whole lot about each other before they agreed to get married, um, because all they really know is that they're both like pressured by their family and you know they're gonna live as flatmates it's fine so it, they don't really need to to make this marriage work um and then they grow to like care for each other and protect each other and and support each other and it's just such a nice friendship to see like blossom um and you know these characters make mistakes and try to sort them out and stuff like that uh and again spoilers but the the sort of like end result of this is the two of them deciding to stay married um legally and sort of live like they're married together in a house um 
but also live with their respective partners um, and uh, they're going to raise a kid together. Um, and it's very nice because the, so the guy whose name I don't remember, it's, it ends with an A-L, I think, is my, that's my, that's my guess. Yeah, U-L, Shardul. Um, I think the woman's name is Sumi, but Google is, does not have her character name under her picture. So I'm just gonna stay with that and hope for the best. Um, so Shardul is originally seeing this guy who's like kind of younger than him, and they're not a good, they're not like they're not a good match. Um, and they kind of break up at one point, and then he starts seeing this lawyer guy who's honestly the fucking best character of this movie. He's iconic. He's like very proud of his sexuality unlike the other two characters um the other two main characters and he you know he like does this whole thing where he teases Shardul's mom about like the two like they're in this car together um him and Shardul I think his name is Guru yes Guru and Shardul and Shardul's mom are all in this car together and he um like teases her she's like oh yeah like we're like an old married couple and she's like what and he's like yeah because i'm a lawyer and he's a cop and blah 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 it's a love-hate relationship and and shardul is like in the in the driver's seat going like oh my god oh my god he's like oh can i call you mom and she's like what and he's like my mom died when i was young so i you know to have a friend's parent be like allowed like let me she's like oh of course that's so sweet and it's just he's he's so iconic i wish he was in more of the movie um but yes, yeah, so the two of them are together, and then there's also um, there's Rim Jim and, and Sumi who are together, um, and the the two of them like we kind of just see their whole relationship like grow from the beginning to the end. That's kind of what this this rom com thing is not about, but like that that takes the normal route of like meeting meet cute at the at the the uh, clinic where uh, Sumi is delivering a giant pile of her dad's shit um, and uh, all the way through like them raising a child together basically um, and her dad accepting or Sumi's dad accepting uh, uh, Rim Jim um, and so uh, the fun part about this movie I think is this unconventional relationship that we see and that they they kind of like they choose to stay in it um, at the end, and so, like, okay, it's very, it's made very clear that the reason that they started this relationship was because uh, they felt pressured by their families, and towards the end, they they decide to stay in it, partially because um, they feel pressured by the law, because otherwise, uh, Sumi and Rimjim wouldn't be able to adopt, and neither would. Um, Shardul, if he wanted children as well, um, and Sumi really, like, really wants a kid, um, and they, uh, what was I gonna say, they, so yes, so some of this is sort of, like, outside pressure to, like, they, they need to, like, combat the way that the world is, and this is the best way to do so, but a lot of it is just, like, we care so much about each other, and, you know, working living as husband and wife was a compromise before and it'll be a compromise now and we'll continue to to make that compromise and raise this kid together because like 
you know, I want to raise this kid with you. Um, and there's also this really great bit where um, all the four of them are out out to eat somewhere and uh, Guru says something about like, you know, I, you know, I don't want to be a father. And so he like, it's very explicit about the fact that like he's he's not going to necessarily be considered a parent to this kid, um, which is great because I think that their their relationship is very new when it comes to um, when it comes to the the two of them. Um, but it's also like such a very specific thing of like you know the, the this this child has these three parents who are very like much like we want a kid and we're going to share responsibility for this child. Um, and it's okay for this fourth person to be like, no, like I'll be the cool person on the side cheering this kid on, but I don't want to be a parent to, to your children. Um, and it's the kind of thing that like works in the sense. Okay. Because like, uh, I would never say, Hey, two parents who are in a monogamous relationship that follows the traditional sense of, of society. Hey, like if one of you wants a kid and one of you doesn't, don't adopt a kid and have one of you just not be a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's, that's not cool. That's really not cool. Um, but like, if you have this sort of unconventional support system where you are getting this, uh, this parenting from enough places, that um like i don't know that like you have you have two loving parents you have three loving parents in this case um then it like i feel like in that sort of sense it's okay for somebody to like set a firm boundary and be like hey i will be involved in this child's life but i don't want that sort of responsibility um and i think that that's sort of like i don't want to say that's the direction we should move in in society because i you know that's i don't want to make broad statements like that um but like that is sort of the the positive aspects of like unconventional upbringings you hear like all the time about like kids who were raised by like parents and their friends and how much more um secure in uh in their their sense of self and like in their confidence they are because they like grew up having all of these different adult role models to 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 kind of learn off of um and people who were both parents to them and not parents but also around all of the time um anyway i don't really know if i had a point to talking about this other than like realizing that some of the movies that i've liked recently all have this this same element and it's something that i thought was not very common in movies or if it was it was often like played for laughs um think of what is that movie three men and a baby million dollar baby whatever the one is where like these three burglars have to like look after a baby or something like that um where you know it's played for laughs of like ah yes these three dolts have to take care of this child together and it's absolutely ridiculous um or it's in you know, indie queer films or things like that. And even even then, not a whole lot of of just these like family emotions of like of um either child rearing or like no, very specifically child rearing. All three of these these movies have that in particular. Um I was I was thinking of it more of just like family in the sense of like found family, but I guess this is very very specific like child rearing family in that sense 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at my bottle of soy sauce and I'm trying to tell if the top is off of it and I don't think it is. Oh no, I just never un undid all of the, the, the plastic. Anyway, um, no, it's cool to see these in like full length feature films um, in multiple different, from multiple different cultures. Um, and it's just a fun genre and I like, I want more of them and I want more recommendations for this. Um, so I, I think it's very unlikely that anybody's actively listening to this and knows a whole lot more about this kind of, of, of film uh, than, than I do right now. I, I'm not saying that in a I know everything kind of way. I'm just saying I know the like three like the likely three people that listen to this probably have had me tell them to to watch these things and not vice versa. But if anybody out there knows any more of this stuff, please let me know. Because I just like, it's such a specific genre and it's the kind of thing that I feel like I come upon by happenstance. Um, and that it's the kind of thing that you just trip into and then realize, oh shit, that was a good film that had the exact thing that I was looking for. Um, and I do really love that experience of like tripping into something and being like, damn, that was that was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but also, I just want I just want some more unconventional family vibes. The end. Listen to those birds. Thank you. Goodbye.